It's amazing when we talk about Christmas and, and we talk about the holidays. Christmas is one of the most unique times because it has become kind of a connection of celebrations. It's become a, a variety of things. We, from the Christian world, we understand that it is the birth of Jesus. In fact, this morning, you did not hear jingle bells. You did not hear Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa, bring my baby back to me. <laughs> you, did, you did not hear all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Because we deal in the reality of Christmas. And I say that just as we deal in this reality side that Christmas is about Jesus, the Messiah, being born. And if we're not careful, many times it gets lost in all the other things that happen. Let me show you a few things that we wrestle with with Christmas. So, so when, when Christmas time is coming, we wrestle with things like this. Anybody know who that is? That's Santa Claus. That's Santa Claus. That's, that's not a problem. That is Santa Claus there now. And he is loaded up and ready to go. Uh-oh, who's that? The Grinch. The Grinch is always part of Christmas. You can't have Christmas without the Grinch. How about some others? Oh, yeah, that goes back to my day and age, back when I used to watch the shows. And y'all not going to believe this. You couldn't watch them when you wanted to. That show came on one time. In one moment during December, and you had to plan your whole December around sitting for that hour and watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. There's a, there's, a, there's, a few, there's a few people, this is their favorite. This is what they think of it. We all gather together, watch. Up, oh, Frosty the Snowman. This is the only Christmas thing that makes me cry. When, when, when Frosty would melt every time, even to this day, I'm 57 years old nearly, and, and if I watch Frosty melt and I see her, I'm still like, man, that is bad. That is a bad man. He needs to be dealt with. How about some of the others? Uh, a little more modern. This one is weird because it plays continually, like, like on TNT or whatever. It's like the 48 straight hours of this, of this movie that's played, and so... Any others that we got? Ah, absolutely, presents. (laughs) Gotta have some presents. Couldn't be Christmas without the tree and the presents and all the things that go along. All of that is what Jesus has to wrestle with every single year. This is what Jesus has to confront and deal with in the culture that we live. And so if we're not careful, even as as Christians, even as as people of God, we will spend very little time talking about, because if I was to take a survey, how many will sit down this year and sit down with their whole family and tell the Christmas story? I didn't say we won't get together and eat. I didn't say you wouldn't get together and do your activities and your fun, but how many of us will sit down and say, for just a moment, in between all the activities can we make this about what it really is? Do you see how hard it is? I'm not a, a, a Christmas person. I'm, I'm not a holiday person because I struggle with this 
And so through life, it, it's always been more and more difficult for me as, as this thing keeps growing. And now you start watching Hallmark Channel, they start Christmas movies in July. You can start watching Christmas in Paris in July and, and Christmas in the Netherlands and Christmas in somewhere else. And, and I think I saw one with the leash yesterday, Christmas in Tuscany. So there's Christmas everywhere and it's happening in July. And Jesus shares this with an imaginary world. Jesus shares this with movie characters. And, and it's hard to compete with that because it's so bright and lit up that it seems like just to see as we did the video a while ago, just a baby being born in a manger, what does that really mean? A baby was born. Man, Mary and Joseph, they were really happy they had a child. What does that really mean to us? Well, this morning, if you will, I want you to turn with me to the book of John, the third chapter, John 3, and beginning at verse 14. We're going to read from verse 14 to 21. And this is what I want you to understand about Christmas today and, and creating within it something that's real. Look at the person beside you and say, I want Christmas to be real. Because I grew up listening to uh, Elvis Presley singing Christmas music. And one of the songs, the ones you wouldn't think would be the most popular, but the ones I loved was, Why Can't Every Day Be Like Christmas? And, and I used to love that song, and I used to think, yeah, that sounds so simple. Why can't every day be like Christmas? Why can't that feeling go on through the year? If every day could be just like Christmas, what a wonderful world this would be. And many have written and wrote and sung that song, and but I grew up hearing that and thinking, that sounds so simple, but it's really not. In fact, we work very hard to have it just one glimpse of it every year. We work hard just for a month to a less than a month to just try to get everybody to like each other and, and to be nice to each other. Any other time, come January, when you get in the line at Walmart, you'll be fighting mad that, it, that they hadn't got one more cashier, that they need to get one more, and they just think, I'm, I'm not coming here anymore. You'd be, you'd be fighting mad. But last night, if you were at Walmart, there's 47 people in line, and they're all just sitting there like, well, this is Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas time. Now, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be picking on you. It might be a little bit of you. In fact, we are, if we're not careful, we come up with cliches to, to try to make Christmas fit. When I talk to people, they'll say, well, you know, Brother Lot, Christmas is for the kids. You ever hear that phrase? Yeah. Christmas is about the kids. We do it for the kids. And maybe that's part of the problem. We try to find some reason that it's okay to be nice. We try to find some reason that it's okay to tolerate. We try to find some reason why it's okay to, to like people we normally wouldn't like any other time and definitely would not go to their house and eat. 
but we'll do it this time because it's Christmas. And John 3 verse 14 says this, Jesus is talking to a man who's very religious. He is a teacher. And as Jesus is expounding truth to him, he's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And Jesus says this line, he says, as, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might believe and be saved. Verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he is not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. So it's a reason why we, why we can hold it together for just a little while, because we can, we can act like we really are the people we want to be. I saw people coming in this morning, man. They were excited about church. They're smiling. The kids are dressed. Now, next Sunday, it won't be Christmas. But today, we are holding it together. We are doing this because it, this is important. When I read these things, there's some, there's some truths that the make-believe world tries to bring into reality that doesn't fit. And I want to share with you this morning very quickly, because I know we got kids, and, 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 and I hear them already. <laughs> and that's okay. This is not their comfort zone right here. You are doing well. You got them on your lap. You don't got their cookies. You got them going. We're going to try to get through this. But let me show you real quickly some of the things the world tries desperately to keep forcing into Christmas that won't fit. And it's why it won't work. It's why, it's, why it, it, it's like we have a system that will work. If we just had a Santa Claus and we just have Rudolph and we just have, you know, we, we, could, we could all be okay. No, we can't. Let me show you real quickly. Number one, that no one's really in charge. See, in the world system, no one is really in charge. You can, you can, it, there's nobody pulling the strings or, or determining what's right and wrong. There's no one really walking this thing through. There's no real purpose in life. That's the reason some of you, it, it's, it's like you maxed out your credit cards or you did whatever you did and you're like, we'll just deal with it later. We'll just, why? Because there's no real purpose. We just, we just do crazy things right now because, because what does it really matter? It's all it's a matter is just having fun. I mean, there's no purpose in life. There's no reason. And, and if it makes me feel good right now, then let's do it. Because we really don't think that somebody is in our tomorrow. 
are walking with us today. The best thing that we can do in this mindset, and I know this isn't none of you, but this is, this is others. The best thing we can do is grab what comes by and enjoy the ride. Isn't that what we see in our world? People in a few months will get their income tax check if they get any back. And if they do, man, they'll go buy cars and whatever else and stuff that they've been dreaming of getting, knowing come March and April they can't pay for it. But I'll grab it right now because I got the $900 down payment and I can grab it right now even though I know I can't hold to it. But that, isn't that what life is about? At least I got to drive it for a month before they come and got it. And we see this every day that people grab knowing I, and I grab it because there really is no real other reason to live. There really is no other purpose. Number two, if this becomes the fact, then, then truth becomes relevant. It's okay to believe in all of those things. It's okay to, to, to kind of watch the Hallmark channels and think that's the way, you know, people meet and love and, and, and fall in love and, and they all are rich and none of them have to work and they all wear different clothes every day and, and none of them have to wash the clothes. They just, it's, it's just a wonderful life. And if you, and if you do it well enough, you get to live this fantasy world because the only thing that matters is I'm just grabbing what I can and then the truth is relative. It's, it's, it's whatever I have in mind. Truth to you may not be truth to me. I may tell you, hey, this is truth. No, no, that's, that's not how I see it. Number three, this takes us to the final next step of, well, then man must be basically good. And, and, and really, deep down, if there is nobody pulling the strings and, and truth is just whatever it is I make it up to be, then you know what? Man, if you just leave us alone, if you just give me my freedom, if you just let me be, I'll figure it out. Basically, some outside force, if I do anything wrong, if there's people in here that, that have marital problems, here's the excuse. Some outside force is causing me to be the person I am. It's my wife. And before you get mad at me, that's the oldest statement in the world. The first sin that ever took place, God came down and said, Adam, what have you done? It's my wife. So I don't want you to think like I'm just coming up with this new. This was the very, I mean, somebody made me do it. I didn't do this on my own because I am really deep down a good person. I am a good person. And if I messed up, it's because so-and-so pushed my button or my wife drove me crazy or my kids are just trying. Because I'm good. I'm not a bad person. 
And left to ourselves, if you just let us educate ourselves and you'll just let us live the way we want to and choose the bathroom we want to and go the way we want to and dress the way we want to, we will make good choices. How's that working? The next one, then, if I'm good, there is nobody running this thing. Whatever I think must be right then the highest value that you notice in the cartoons and, the, and everything that comes out, and the highest value there is in the world is tolerance. If, 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 think of how perfect this world would be. If, if everybody would just leave us alone and we could do what we want, and if... And if Nobody would judge us anymore. If nobody would ever tell us we're doing anything wrong, if nobody would ever tell us we're, 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 we're not going in the right direction, if everybody would just pat us on the back and, and, and tell us we're doing good and, and tell us they love us and, and, and tell us that you're going to make it, no matter what they're doing, you're going to make it. It's going to be all right. Everything's going to... Man, wouldn't it be a great world? Complete tolerance. We would have unity. Man, think of how everybody would be together. If, if everybody could walk in the same room and nobody thought bad about nobody and nobody judged anybody and everybody just accepted whatever you were and however you were. See, this is the world mindset. It's what the culture brings in and says, we're going to replace Christmas with this. That we're just going to accept everything for Christmas. We're going to to believe anything for Christmas. We're going to, it's really not about one man. It's not really about one God. It's not really, it's, it's about all of us just learning to get along and all of us just learning to love each other and accept the differences and never say anything negative because that's hate. That's hate speech. If we could just do this, life would be so good. Every day could be like Christmas. Number five, then life is what you have or what you achieve. Then life becomes what you've accomplished, what you achieve in life, what you hold on to, what you... And so we tell people, we, we look at our lives and that's how we determine whether we're okay or not. We size each other up. Well, what do you have? What do you, what do, you do for a living? Where do, you, where do you go? What is this? Number six, the goal then for life is personal satisfaction. I'm just looking to find happiness. I just want to be happy. And whatever makes me feel good must be right. Because if all the other steps are right and there is no God and there is nothing else and all of this is in, then ultimately the whole goal of life is my satisfaction. What does make me happy? That's why your credit card is the way it is. Because the ultimate goal is to be happy. And if you need something to be happy, then go get the something. Because life is just about you being happy. Number seven, if that's the case then, you can be anything you want to be. 
the next false statement that comes along is, even though I am, I am in this condition, even though I am, I am stuck in debt, even though I am stuck in this bad attitude, even though I am stuck in this, I could change anytime I wanted. I, I could change if I wanted to. I, I, I mean, anytime I wanted to quit this or do this, or, I, I could do it. Which takes us to number eight. Then ultimately, life is enjoyed. Life is lived to the kilt. Blow it out at all ends. And when you get to the end, death is kind of a pleasant transition. Death is just kind of a get your family around you and get a few people that love you and, and just kind of ease off into the... And in our modern mix of all that we put together, that's what we get. When you mix Jesus with the Grinch and with Santa Claus and Rudolph and Frosty... And all the gifts and all the presents and all the running and all the going and all the doing and everything that we do, eventually the mixture looks like this. What makes me happy? I, I went through all of this this year, all of this trouble, and at least I got a tackle box. That's what I say. I got a tackle box. All of this for something I could have went to Walmart and got. But no, it's Christmas. Or the Christmas that we make. Now let me tell you the truth about those things that the world says. Number one, where just life is random. No, God is in control. Go back with me to the 14th verse. Let's work through this real quick. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in Him should what? Not perish, Not perish but have eternal life. Look at the person beside you and say, God's in control. God's the one that set the plans. He's the one that did everything. He's the one that said, I, I know what fixes the world. I know what does this. In fact, if you in your Bible... The red letters probably end right there, right, in verse 15. And then it goes back to black letters. That means who spoke the black letters? It wasn't Jesus, right? If your Bible is red lettered, it, it, it's, it goes back to John. So what's happening is John takes this moment, and it's amazing to me that John takes this moment. He's hearing Jesus' statements to Nicodemus. He's listening to this, and the Spirit moves upon him, and then his pen hits the paper and says, let me just write what he is saying. Let me just put into words what Jesus and Nicodemus are talking about. And so if there's no uh, difficulty, there's no problem understanding. Verse 16, the verse that we love so much, John bursts out and says, for God so loved the world that He gave His begotten Son, the only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. He says, let me tell you something. God had a plan. God had a purpose. God had a strategy. God planned for you to be here. Sitting where you're sitting. 
Number two, we said that truth is relative. No, it's not. If God is in control, notice how verse 16, for God, that capital letters, God, no, there is one who has truth. God says, my truth is the truth that will remain. My truth won't end. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will remain. What I've spoken and what I've told you is truth. That's why all the prophecies that happened in the Old Testament were fulfilled when Jesus lived his life. Over 120 different prophecies that spoke of what the Messiah would do and what would happen, even to the point of where he would be born. All of this was fulfilled in Jesus. Why? Because not only does God have a plan and things don't happen randomly, but whatever God speaks will happen. And truth is not just something relevant or what I feel like it might be or what I think it is today. It's whatever the Word of God says, that's truth. Well, then man is basically good, though, Brother Lot. No. Read verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten son. Why? Why would he not do that? Listen, and this is the condemnation that light has come into the world and men Men love darkness. People love, what did Adam do? I told you Adam blamed his wife. Let me tell you something else Adam did. As soon as he messed up, he went and hid. Men, women, humanity loves darkness. As I've said earlier, we can hide for a little while. We can hold it together. We can be nice to people we really don't like uh, that we talk about in the car. But when we get out of the car and we go in their house, we talk nice to them. We, we can do that for a little while, but we can't do it year round because, listen to me, you are not good people. Oh, my goodness. You are naturally bad. Oh, I hate to bust your bubble. Your nature from the time you're born is to do evil. Nobody had to teach a child to lie. Nobody had to teach someone to steal a cookie. Nobody had to teach someone to say it wasn't me, it was them. Nobody, why? Because in your nature, it's built to run to darkness. That's why many of you struggle to come to church. I don't bite anybody. I don't get mad at you. There's a lot of people you call friends that talk a lot uglier to you than I do. And they've even stole stuff from you. You still like them. The only difference is this, is that when I preach light, you run to... Because you'd rather hang out in the darkness with somebody you don't even trust than to live in the light and to have to come to grips with who you are. No, man is not basically good. Man loves darkness. Number four, the highest virtue then is tolerance. No, the highest virtue then is righteousness. To live right, to do right. That's what the world looks for when they look at a Christian, when they look at someone who believes in the Lord. They're looking for any flaw, anything they can find. Why? Because your highest virtue, your highest calling is to live right. 
And the world who doesn't want to and doesn't believe anybody will or anybody truly believes in stuff says it's not reality, it's not real. No, Santa Claus is real. Jesus is not real. This Savior that comes and frees us, this Savior that comes and lives with us, this Savior, no, 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 Rudolph, there's, there's somebody in the North Pole right now making toys, right? That's right. Exactly right. And there's a season of our life where we are to believe that. I'm not preaching against this. Understand this. There's a season of our life when we're young. And those were some of the greatest memories and greatest times. And, and I wouldn't rob anybody of those fun moments and fun ventures. But there comes a moment in our lives where somebody has to tell us, you can't keep living in a fantasy. You can't make up truth as you go along. That's a fantasy. You can't think there's not a God out there. That's a fantasy. You can't think that whatever I want to do, it's just, it's okay. The truth is relevant. That, 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 that's a fantasy. And ultimately, listen to me, the highest virtue is not tolerance, it's righteousness. Fantasy people live in tolerance. Can't we just all get along until you don't agree with them? Then they get mad at you. It's amazing to me the most intolerant people are the ones that want you to be tolerant. Well, Brother Lot, life then is what you achieve, right? No. Life ultimately is simply whatever you believe. Whatever you have decided to believe is the most powerful thing you have. That's why those little ones right there, if you tell them there's a Santa Claus coming tomorrow, yes. And I can put a picture up and they light up. Yes. But I can tell you to stand and praise Jesus while we sing about Him. Oh. You know my knee hurts, Brother Light. The highest virtue that we call tolerance is really righteousness. And life then is what we achieve. No, it's what we believe. Because every day can be like Christmas. In fact, tomorrow, the next week, I'll be the same person. I'll just be glad we've got to put up all the stuff. Thank goodness. Some of y'all are cursed beyond measure. You have to leave it up all year, right? So I don't even want to hear about it. We don't take it down to March. No, no, I don't want to hear about it. The goal then, Brother Lot, is personal satisfaction. No. The greatest goal in your life is to honor God. The greatest goal in your life is to honor God. Well, well, Brother Lot, I can do anything and anything I want to do. I can quit whenever I want to. No, you can't. You're lying to yourself. Let me tell you something you can't do. You can't fix your moral problem. You can't fix your morality. You can't fix the way you think. You can't fix with this one problem that you have that can't be fixed and it's called your heart. Only God can fix the heart. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, 
that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life. Oh, well, then that takes me to number eight. Death then, Brother Lot, at least when I'm through, death will be pleasant. I'll just get on out of here. No, you won't. That's where you're deceived too. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him would not For some people, a small group, compared to this world size, a small group, it will be a good transition. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. One of these days I will lay down all my troubles, all my trials, all my struggles. I know my family sometimes get irritated with me when when I tell them, look, I'm ready to go whenever. They're like, well, we won't. I said, look, when it's time to go home, I'm ready to go home. Home never scares me. There's a good transition, but for a lot of people, it won't be. And we read the stories in the Bible of the wailing and gnashing of teeth, and we we can go into that, and we can talk about all of that. But really, let's just put it this way. It's going to be a place you don't want to end up. For a place that you can never, ever escape. And so that's why John 3.16 bursts out and says what it says. Verse 20. Go back to verse 20. For everyone that practicing evil hates and does not come to lest his deeds should be I know what scares you. And I know why it's easier to live in a fantasy than it is to live in reality. Because if I come into reality, Brother Lot, I got to come to grips with who I really am. I got to come to grips with my thoughts, and I got to come to grips with the person I, I really am, not, not at Christmas, but all during the year. I got to come to grips with my weaknesses. I got to come to grips with, with my failures. I got to come. I mean, it's much easier, but a lot just to come and celebrate and just have a good time and let's just laugh and let's not deal with this. But Christ came so that we could deal with this. He said, I know that you hate light. I know that, that, that you run from it. I know, but if you will just this time not run from it, but will choose to run to it. That light will free you. That light will do what you can't do. That light will make you whole. Jesus became the light of the world. 